Hey, welcome back to Restoration Matters. We have conversations around restoring relationships with God and others. I am Nick Raymeyer, joined only by Craig Thompson today. Hello, we are missing Scott today. Scott, we kicked him out of the band. Oh no, yeah. just just for this week. Just for this week. Really, he quit the band for this week. He did. Yeah. No, Scott. We're taking it personally. Yeah, Scott has. He's just really you know busy guy and does a lot here at Rockside, so he's he's off doing all of those things that crucial to making this place run. <clears throat> but today we have a fun kind of special episode. Um, and this was birthed, this episode, I'm going to be interviewing Craig. And this was birthed out of a place of a lot of people just kind of being curious, like, what is Rockside? And we have this podcast and we talk a lot about Rockside and it's mentioned a lot. And so in this episode today, I'm going to be asking Craig a few questions. Um, basically about what Rockside is and what do we do here and because there's a lot of curiosity you know are we are we a, just a rehab rehab program um are we like a mental health place or are we a cult um what are we <laughs> yes that is a question that we get from time to time <laughs> is it really yes oh my gosh for sure that's awesome yeah. no it's not but are it's you guys like a cult yeah. oh gosh so craig uh i guess i'll start there but what is Rockside range yeah so Rockside is a working ranch. So here at at Rockside, we're on about 100 acres, and we raise chickens and pigs and turkeys and sheep and all kinds of different animals. Um, but the whole point of the ranch is to provide life restoration for young men who are in some kind of a crisis. Okay. So young men, when we say that, we're really talking about 18 to like their upper 20s. Um, young men come to the ranch to restore their lives. So something about their life is not going the way that they intended or would like it to go. And they have made a decision to, to, to come to a place for eight months to live here on the ranch and to work on certain habits, certain skills um, that, that are going to help them get to a place in their life that they want to be. Got it. So <clears throat> I'm asking a few questions. Yeah, go for it. How big is a hundred acres? Uh, well, a hundred acres is uh, roughly the size of a Rockside ranch. You know? <laughs> nice. No, um, I mean, on a hundred acres, you can, you can walk for about a quarter mile before you get to the edge of, of the property in the woods. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a nice size, right? Um, if you're familiar with farming, then 100 acres might not seem like a lot of land. So especially if you're a rancher, 100 acres, and that's kind of when we started Rockside, we had that question a lot. What are you going to do with 100 acres? You right. know, geez, it's nothing. Um, but compared to a lot of environments that the students are coming from, 100 acres feels like a, you know, just a gigantic um, place to to explore and to walk around in and mm-hmm. to really feel like there's a lot of room um, to, to, yeah, just right. discover. So we're a hundred acre ranch and we're a working ranch. Yep. Right. And you said we raise pigs, chickens, what else? Turkeys, sheep. Um, we've got some barnyard animals, like, you know, a couple of geese. Um, we, we watch some horses over the winter for the, for Kidder Creek camp down the road. We have a couple of goats. We've got some dogs. Uh, you know, we've got all kinds of different animals. So we're a full-fledged recruit, and yet the most important part is that we run 
a eight month residential program for young men. Yeah. Is that right? Where they come and work on the ranch to basically get out of the crisis that they're in yeah. and, and restore their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what we want to help students do is overcome their crisis so that they can thrive and work in life. Mm-hmm. So when they graduate from Rockside, that they have the skills that they need to be successful in their job and to live the life that they were created to live, the life that they want to live. And what are what are some of the means through which we do that here at the ranch? Like where are some of the means that we give these guys the opportunity to restore their lives, to change their lives? What are the means? What are the mediums? Yeah. Well, the biggest one, in my opinion, is just the community. And that's what we hear from students all the time, mm-hmm. is that when they come to the ranch, something that's unique about a residential program is that you're actually moving to that place. So, I mean, we have had guys come from literally all over the country. I mean, from our region, California, Oregon, Washington, all the way to, you know, to North Carolina and Pennsylvania and Tennessee and Texas and Colorado and Minnesota. I mean, just all over the place. Um, and so when guys come here, they, they're literally moving to a new community. And so if you've ever moved before, that just, that just, um, there's so many implications with moving. Everything is new. Mm. Everything is new. And so it really creates a good environment for habit change and for starting fresh, um, kind of going back to basics and rebuilding our lives on a different foundation um, that that is, I think, one of the biggest opportunities that guys have when they come here. Right. So one of the things that's built into Roxas, what you're saying, is this communal family-like yeah. foundation, yeah. which they may have not have had before. And when, or maybe they have a little bit, but when they come here, we know for sure that they're getting that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, uh, some guys are, are coming from really healthy family structure and, and community. Other guys are coming from more of an isolated environment. And so regardless of where they're, where they're coming from, when they come to Rockside, they are entering a community that cares about them, that is, that is, is coaching them, you know, that is, um, that, that is benefiting from them being here and mm. ideally, uh, being a benefit to them. Right. That, that brings up another question is, is what, what kind of young men, um, do we accept here at Rockside? Yeah. Is it only, you know, addiction problems? Is it only like, what, what is, yeah. what is the scope of our care? Yeah. That's a really good question because there's, we're, we're intentionally pretty vague. Mm. And so, we are we we are a broad program that really is uh, taking applicants case by case to determine if they're a good fit, not necessarily on on a specific set of criteria, but on the the biggest thing is whether they want to be here or not. Yeah. So throughout the whole application process, we are trying to assess: do they want life change, mm-hmm. or is there some external factor that is leading them to come to Rockside. So for instance, if we have a guy who is, is kind of being pressured to come to Rockside by, by family or friends or, or, you know, that can be a good catalyst. But if that is not met with a personal internal desire for life restoration, then this is not going to work because this is a really difficult program. Mm -hmm. And so at some point over the eight months, nearly every student is going to struggle with their own will to continue, um, continue in the program. 
And if they don't have that deep desire for, for life restoration themselves, they're not doing it for anybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe, maybe they can be doing it for themselves and other people. Sure. But if that component of, I want this isn't there, then it's, it's going to break down. Yeah. It's absolutely crucial. Yeah. Without, without having them answer the why mm -hmm. and the, I want to be here. Yeah. It, it, it may not work. Yeah. Right. We may not be the right program. Yeah. And so, so in terms of those criteria that we will accept, it's, it's guys who are in some kind of a crisis. So that crisis could be some kind of an addiction and addiction has many different forms, right? Could be an actual substance addiction. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're, um, they're drinking too much alcohol or they're smoking marijuana or they're doing some kind of a drug, or it could be some kind of a technology addiction, a video game, a computer, you know, uh, inappropriate internet usage, whatever it is that, that, uh, there's an addiction there that that they, that guys want to break free from. Um, but not all of our guys have an addiction that they're that they're working on. Some guys are are dealing with some kind of a mental health struggle that they're wanting to have a little bit of time and space to to work through. Um, some guys are in a place where they don't they they're having a hard time finding or keeping a job. Um, some guys are on probation for low level offenses. Um, you know, we're a, we're a family atmosphere here, so there are definitely limits to the to the um, offenses that we can uh, take if a guy is applying um, who has a criminal background. But so there's all different kinds of of situations that we will accept. More and more, we're getting guys who everything was going really well in their life, and they graduated high school, they went to college, and then they realized or decided that, you know what, this path really isn't for me. Mm -hmm. And I grew up expecting that I would go to college. Maybe my family expected me to go to college. And now I'm, I don't want to continue down that road and I'm lost mm -hmm. and I don't know where um, I can turn if I don't finish college, but I know I, I'm not either finding success at college or I'm not finding satisfaction. And so I need a new pathway. It sounds like Rockside then is almost has a little bit of a vocational um, flavor to it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, so when guys come to Rockside, they're exposed to all things farming. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever been on a farm or worked on a farm, you know that on the farm, on the ranch, there's, uh, there are just endless um, opportunities for problem solving for, for fixing broken, you know, equipment or, or facilities or, um, it's, yeah, just every day on the farm, you encounter more things than you would like to mm -hmm. that give you the opportunity to, to know, um, know and learn new skills. Yeah. And many of those, if not most of those skills are, um, kind of along the lines of the trades. Mm -hmm. And so as guys are at the ranch here, they're exposed to, you know, everything from carpentry to mechanics to, um, to electrical and plumbing to drywall, tile, roofing, painting, all these different trade opportunities that they um, get to experience in, in projects that we're doing on the ranch mm -hmm. that then open up new, pathways for careers that they might not have considered in the past. Right. And 
And what is it then about farming that is so crucial to Rockside Ranch? Well, farming is, it's a, um, it's a lifestyle. It's a vocation. There are rhythms in farming that are incredibly healthy and restorative. There's challenge. There's a realness Mm -hmm. to farming. Students often tell us that they, one thing that motivates them to get up and out of bed in the morning is that if they don't go and feed the animals, they're going to die. Right. I mean, there's real consequence to what happens on the farm. Mm -hmm. And I think that many guys right now are, are craving that, that purpose or that meaning. Um, They're wondering what about my life is making any difference? Mm. You know, what about my job is making any difference? And, and on the farm, it is much easier to identify the answers to those questions because it's so, it's so life, life or and death. death. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's right before your eyes. Mm. That's good. The rhythms of farming are, are another piece of it that I think are really healthy and restorative. I mean, I mean, just take a typical day, for instance, at Rockside. So the students wake up in the six o'clock hour. We have a, a short devo. They go out and feed and water the animals. So within an hour of getting up, they're outside in the fresh air doing something physical. Moving their bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Super healthy. Come back in for breakfast. And then we do a Bible study from nine to ten. At 10 o'clock is when they go out for projects. And so projects shift based on the season, based on what what is um, happening on the farm. At 1 o'clock, they come in for lunch. And then from 2 to 4, we do class. And that's more of a discussion-based class where we're going through some material or a book and discussing it yeah. with each other. What, what kind of material? What are you discussing? Well, it's everything from workforce readiness. So guys are going through interview preparation, resume preparation, um, uh, job skills like soft skills at work, Mm -hmm. um, teamwork, communication, those types of things. And then it's also life skills like healthy habit formation, financial management, um, stress or anger management, basic nutrition, uh, just all all these kind of fundamental foundational things that that are easy to stray from mm. in our world today. And there's plenty of examples of people who have strayed from them and seem to be successful. But as we, as, as we walk with, with these students in the program, um, it, it's amazing what kind of fruit comes from returning to these fundamental truths that, you know, when put to practice um, are very, very reliable. Yeah. Yeah. Giving them wisdom, it sounds like, right, on ways to move through life in a successful yeah. and healthy way. Yeah, and I remember we used to do we used to do like a um, a reading exam at the beginning and the end of the program that was um, that was kind of a healthy or a, a helpful benchmark tool. And and same thing with math. And I remember one guy just after four months, he went from like a fourth grade math level to an eleventh grade math level. Holy cow! It was amazing. And I thought, wait a second we don't actually do math at Rockside. Um, but what, what he described was just that it was kind of like he was 
dusting off this this old machine that hadn't gotten a lot of use. Mm. And so as we're collecting eggs, and you know he's having to he's having to multiply a, a, a flat of eggs that holds thirty by seven, you know because that's how many flats he has, and report that number. That okay, I'm kind of I'm kind of dusting off these um, these skills that I know but haven't put to practice in a long time, and um, and that that just kind of compounded over everything at the ranch to to help get him back to a place where he could be successful in work and at home. That's good. I want to ask you another question, and then I want to kind of talk, ask you about talk to you about the story. Sure. Of how Roxy came to be. There's we have a Bible study. Mm-hmm. Um, how important? Where? I mean, are we Christian? Are we? What is our affiliation religiously? Yeah. No, that's a good question. So, so yeah, we are a Christian program. I mean, doctrinally, it's pretty just uh, kind of traditional Christian um, um, doctrine, but the that's really that really applies to the staff in the community that the guys are coming into. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a an expectation that the students um, subscribe to that uh, belief system. So we have students who come into the ranch all the time who are in various places in terms of their own personal faith, mm-hmm. and that's that's fine. Um, when they come to the ranch, we do we do let them know, hey. Uh, you're walking into a community that is trying to live out biblical principles in our lives. We're trying to love and care for each other. Um, we are trying to to honor each other and um, and to live by um, by what the Bible says. Um, and so, to a certain degree, we're going to expect you to behave in that way too, in terms mm-hmm. of caring for each other and and uh, honoring each other. But we're never going to ask you or expect you to say you believe something that you don't. And so when we do have Bible studies, some of my favorite Bible studies are when guys say, that's weird, or Mm. I don't agree with that, Mm -hmm. or I don't think that, you know, God is a good God if that's what he's going to allow. And and one thing I love about it is that when a guy says something like that, it just shows how much they feel safe in that environment to challenge something. Um, But but it's also just such a real conversation. Yeah. That they're not afraid to to say, I don't believe this, and they don't fear, you know, some kind of a of a of a result of being ostracized or being looked down upon, um, and so really the faith component or the spiritual component of Rockside is just it informs how we treat the students, mm-hmm. and it informs what we invite the students to be a part of. It does not inform. Uh, what we expect that they will say or believe right. while they're at Rockside. Yeah. And it, it is it is really cool because it sounds like in a Bible study environment or a Devo environment, like they're beginning to think critically about mm-hmm. a spiritual aspect to their lives. Yeah. You know, and how incredibly important that is, you know, for like a holistic restoration of a person, of a human being. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I mean, we say this to the students and it's so true that the worse than the worst thing possible would be for them to fake it. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want them to say what they think we want them to say. Right. We don't want them to, to, to pretend what we want is for them to have a genuine, authentic life restoration um, experience and result. And so, 
if that applies both to their faith and um, where they fall on that on that um, um, you know question, but it also applies to their their actions and their motives. You know, somebody can come to Rockside and they can they can put on a face for eight months and leave here having figured out how to appear a certain way. Mm-hmm. That's not the goal. The goal is that they would genuinely care about each other and about themselves and their life and, and genuinely want to, um, to, to have, um, meaningful relationships in their life to, 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 you know, work hard at their job, um, to, to be a benefit to society and to their families. And, and so that's what we're after is just that, that genuine restoration. Yeah, that sounds great. Craig, could you take me through the process of what a student experiences here at Rockside? Like what that transformational growth looks like? What what's going on? Walk me walk me through that. Yeah. So even before they come to Rockside, the the initial catalyst is that they're not satisfied with where they're at in life. So that's the that's the initial um, reason that anybody would ever call us to say, "Hey, I want to come to this to this place or this program." So there's there's an element there of of frustration, of feeling stuck, of feeling hopeless, or feeling like I'm I'm not happy with where my life is headed, and I think I I you know I anticipate things to continue not going well unless a big change is made. That is huge, right? Because that's, that just, I mean, that's so inspiring to me and to all of us on staff at Rockside that someone would make that decision to actually make this humongous change in their life. Mm-hmm. So then they call, they apply to Rockside, they, they learn about the program, they decide if this is a good fit for them, and we decide if, if we feel like we can help them. We don't want to waste anybody's time. So if they're accepted to the program, then they usually come pretty quickly. And oftentimes, you know, it's within a week or two after we've initially had contact with them before they end up at the ranch. Once they get to the ranch, they spend a little bit of time, you know, two weeks to, to a month just learning the ropes, you know. What is a chicken? <laughs> um, what is what is this place? And how? What are the expectations and the house rules and all that kind of stuff? Um, and then they start to really kind of dive into to life here, and and they they receive a coach. So after their their first two weeks, two to four weeks, they they get paired up with a coach, and a coach is is somebody on the Rockside staff who meets with them every single week. And so that coach kind of becomes their point person. They relate to, you know, they, they interact with every member of the staff um, on a weekly basis, but their coach is kind of their point person who is leading and guiding through the eight, the rest of the eight months. And what's their coach doing? So the, the biggest thing is meeting with them once a week. And during that time, they're giving that, that student um, positive feedback, negative feedback, you know, constructive uh, feedback. They are they are working with the student to develop three 
challenges every single week. So the the student is stating their goals, their long-term goals. The coach is helping to break those goals down into weekly challenges that, you know, for instance, if one of their long-term goals is to have a job, okay, so maybe maybe this week's challenge is that you, you show up on time to every everything that happens. Um, you know, if, if one of their goals is that they want to relate better to, to people, you know, one of their challenges might be to, to, you know, build up others or to, to ask for feedback or, you know, the challenges are, are individualized and agreed upon by the students. It's not like we're coming in and saying, Hey, you, you need to work on this. Right. Um, there it's, it's done in, in consultation with the coach and the student. So they get a coach. Mm-hmm. Let's keep going from there. Yeah, and and so that coach stays with them for the rest of their time in the program, and as they're going through, they they promote to different levels in the program. So we've got um, they start out as a trainee, then they promote to apprentice. Once they have been here for usually three months or so, we want them to promote to specialist. And once they're a specialist, they actually get an area of the ranch that they oversee. So they have an area of the ranch that they're taking ownership for. So we have specialists who do inventory, you know, in the student house. We've got specialists who, like, we've got a tool specialist. Well, their job is to make sure that all the tools are in the right place. If there's a broken tool, they report it, that kind of stuff. Um, Animal health specialists who take, you know, care for specific animal groups, vehicle specialist that's checking oil and fuel and all that kind of stuff. So they can, they can graduate once they get to the specialist level. If a student is just going above and beyond in everything that they're doing and it, they are leading their peers and they're being a great example on the job and in, um, in the, the home and, you know, on, on weekends and other things, then we will consider promoting them to the the highest level, which is called team lead. And one of the cool things about team lead is that the other students have the opportunity to to kind of elect that person to a team lead. Uh-huh. So there's there's a staff component where we are calling out you know the the great things that we're seeing, but then it, there's also that peer component of them saying, "Hey, we want you to be a team lead. You're really you're really leading." That's cool. So the students have ranks they can advance through. Yeah, as a, as a point of incentive, right? Because they get more responsibility. Yeah, um, they get a special job as yeah. a specialist, and yeah. they could make team lead. Yeah, they could you know? make team lead, and that's incentive. But then it's also right. It's also building this. The students are building a team mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, right. Because you're not going to get the team lead if you're not a team player. Right. Yeah, and you're not going to get the team lead if you if you are making it harder for someone else to succeed, mm. you know? And so if you're, if you are, um, uh, if you're being destructive to community, mm-hmm. then you're not going to, to make team lead. Yeah. And so, so that's, that's the, the basic structure and process of the eight month program. Um, now over those eight months, when the, when the guys are in the life restoration program here at the ranch, they have chosen to to really, you know, allow this schedule to be imposed on their entire lives. Yeah. And so 
it is they do not have cars they do not have cell phones there's a there's a phone that they can use to call family or friends um, every day but they don't have a personal cell phone or device in their hand they they can't you know throw on headphones and check out um, at four o'clock or five o'clock in the afternoon they're in community yeah there's no distractions yeah there's no distractions yeah. So they, you know, they watch one movie a week um, on the weekends. But other than that, there's no television shows or movies. Um, they have an hour of unstructured computer time on Sunday where they can check Facebook or check email. But beyond that, there's, there's no free computer use. And so it's really this detachment from a lot of the influences that were creating a crisis environment prior to them coming to the ranch that they're they're setting those things down for eight months, mm-hmm. which seems like an eternity at the beginning to right. almost every student. Yeah, and at the end, the the general feedback that we get is, "Oh my gosh, that flew by." Yeah, and don't even give me my phone back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of guys are like, "You know what? I'm getting a flip phone." Yeah, you know, forget this. And it it's crazy that I think that really gets at what the the intensity of what we're asking them to do. Because mm-hmm. I think for most of us, yeah, we'd be like, "What for eight months?" Yeah. Like I would have a hard time yeah, doing what they're doing. Sure. You know? And so what we're asking them to do is, is really big yeah, and it's not easy. You right. know? And I love acknowledging that with them. Yes. I love being able to say like, you are doing something that is incredibly difficult, yeah. but it's going to be so rewarding. Yes. Right. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it ties into everything that we're talking about on restoration matters, which is that it is hard. It's rare. I, I tell the guys all, this all the time that what they're doing is so rare. You know, mm-hmm. almost everybody in the world would benefit from coming to a program like Rockside, but very few people are willing to do it. Yeah. I mean, when else are you going to get eight months mm-hmm. of life mm-hmm. to get away from distraction, Yep. to focus on personal and interpersonal growth, Yeah. on on spirituality, yeah. um, on work ethic? Yeah. Like, there will probably never be another time in their lives where they have eight months to themselves. No. I mean, conflict resolution, yeah. you know, uh, habit formation, really just examining like the direction that my life was going that I wasn't happy with and where I want to make changes to go in a direction that I will be happy, happy with. Mm-hmm. And the lack of distraction to yeah. where you can avoid having to think about it. Yeah. Like that's the part that amazes me is like, well, you guys are actually facing yes. all of these things that yeah. most of society can choose to avoid. And they can choose to avoid it in a successful way too. Yeah. You know, through like workaholism or things like that. But these guys are like, no, we want you here and Mm -hmm. there's no distractions. And so there's going to be a lot of things that come up that are incredibly difficult Mm -hmm. and hard, but we're going to be here with you to work through them. That's right. And you're going to get through them. That's right. You know, and they always usually do. Yeah. 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 And, and so at the end of those eight months, it can be quite a shocker, right? At the end of like, holy cow, I have had not had a lot of control over my schedule. I haven't had a lot of, you know, the personal freedoms that, that, um, most everybody in, in society has. Um, now I'm just going to go out and try to figure this out on my own, but that's not how we view their graduation. Um, leading up to their graduation, we ensure that they have a plan for after they graduate. That includes where they're going to live, where they're going to work, what community they're going to be in, uh, their transportation, their finances, all of those things are factored in 
so that when a guy graduates, they don't just grab their suitcase and walk out to the curb. We don't wave bye. Right. Yeah. Right. But when a guy graduates, they know exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's so common for guys to graduate on a Saturday and Sunday morning, they are on a plane going to their next destination where they have a job lined up. They have a house lined up. They have transportation and everything else. Um, or increasingly we're having guys go into our graduate program mm-hmm. and the graduate program is called the workforce. And so as soon as they graduate, they get their phone back, they get their car keys, they get that all, all those components that are, um, associated with just living independently. Um, but whether they go out on their own to, to, uh, work and live in a different community or they stay here and are part of the workforce community, um, they, their next step is immediate. Mm -hmm. The workforce program is a fully independent living program. So we have a house that's two miles away from the ranch and that students will move into and work locally and, um, you know, live in, in the, what is called the Hamilton house. Um, we also have a workforce house and program all the way over in South Dakota where we have, um, we're, we're working with loyal plumbing, which is a plumbing company that, um, some of our good friends own and loyal plumbing is putting graduates to work and graduates are able to live in the workforce house in rapid city. And so we're kind of developing more workforce sites and opportunities that are specific to, um, to, to trades or to professions so that if a guy has a specific area that he wants to go into, um, he can go into a workforce house that's going to provide that opportunity. That's great. So we have, we have plans for guys when they graduate Rockside, we set them up for success and placement. Right. Really? Yeah. And I don't think I've mentioned this part yet, but we're a very small program. Mm. So at any one time we, we have a maximum of eight students and more often we're averaging in the six range. And so we are a highly individualized, highly personalized program. And so when guys come to the ranch, they, they really do like become a part of our lives. And so when they graduate, they are, they, they remain a part of our lives. And so in a much different way, obviously, but you know, we're still texting or calling and, and just checking in and saying, Hey, how can we help? Um, is there anything we can do to, to support you or to, to cheer you on? Um, yeah, we celebrate with them when they, when they have success. Um, oftentimes, you know, if a guy goes through a hard time after they graduate, they'll call us first Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, almost first and, um, and just say, Hey, I need some help or I need some prayer or, um, can I come back to, to, to visit? And Mm -hmm. that's just such a beautiful thing. I mean, we're, we're a community that gets to celebrate their successes and be a steady place that they can lean on during hard times. That's great. So Rockside Ranch seems pretty sweet. (laughs) (laughs) What, but Craig, I want to know how did Rockside Ranch get started? And I think the second question that's directly tied to that is why? Like, what's the why of Rockside, and how did it come about? Yeah. Um, so, for me, personally, I graduated college in 2008, which is right when... Are you calling me old? No, never. 
Um, which is right when the economy was like crumbling, right? Mm-hmm. Everything was kind of free falling. And so it was, it was not a great time to find a job. Um, but I, so I went back and I was helping my dad who's a rice farmer and started thinking about like, man, we produce a lot of food and I don't know why my whole life I hadn't put that together. I hadn't connected the dots, but as I was helping with harvest, it just started to become clear this is really making a big impact what I'm doing. And I think that having other people, um, specifically guys who are in crisis who might not feel like they have much good to contribute to the world. Well, shoot, if you just came and were doing what I was doing, um, you, you would have taken part in providing food to literally thousands of people, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and, that's just a pretty cool thing that, you know, for instance, out here at Rockside, we have, we have an egg layer flock and depending on the time of year, we're collecting hundreds of eggs a day. Um, and so every time that students go out and collect eggs, they're, they're taking literal food, putting it into a crate and then washing and packaging that egg so that it can be delivered to a family who's going to, be nourished by it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And it's really direct, right? There's not a lot of, it's not like I'm, you know, we're, we're working on something that's really abstract and kind of hard to, to see how it applies. And we have to really kind of extrapolate, well, you know, far down the road, this is really going to make a difference in somebody's life. No, you, what you're doing right now, you know, you, and I love when guys come from, um, come come to the ranch and on like day one they're collecting eggs and and taking part of of that uh process of, of producing food and it's just such a night and day contrast from even just 24 hours before yeah so the wheels kind of started turning for how we could uh, use farming for life restoration and what that might look like and um and so it was a process that you know, it was kind of an idea for maybe two years before, before, um, my wife, Jen, who at the time wasn't my wife. Um, but we were, we were good friends and she kind of, she kind of told me that she had this idea of using farming or ranching for life restoration. And, and so it was really what brought us together, um, was this idea of doing this. But, um, yeah, I mean, I could go into a lot of, a lot of detail, but, but, just kind of broadly speaking, it's it was a way of of using um, using a real basic um, model, right? That that um, of, of having guys who are in crisis who weren't happy with the direction of their life come to a place that is built upon like the foundations of healthy living, and and just having that model, that process really set up a framework for life restoration. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. That's good. And so you saw the need, right? Yeah. And the need, I mean, the need has been growing for demographically for the past, um, I mean, number of decades even, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking at labor trends in the country and looking at, I mean, just to bring it down to 
to reality. You know, if you've had to call an electrician or a plumber um, to have work done on your house in the last few years, you've probably had to wait a while. There's an overwhelming demand for this type of work. There's an overwhelming demand for skilled labor. And there is not the the next generation of of uh, tradesmen coming um, to to enter the workforce uh, at the rate that we need. Yeah, so there's a there's a gap, big gap. And in some ways, you saw that and like that would be great to fill. Yeah, and and essentially that's what is Rockside doing today mm-hmm. is getting these guys exposure to trades, like you said, mm-hmm. and helping to fill yeah. that gap. But also, a lot of these guys go out into these plumbing jobs and are extremely satisfied yeah. and happy and they're doing it without, you know, $50,000 in school in school loans and debt. Sure. And they're making, you know, close to or six figure incomes being yeah. a tradesman. Yeah. Yeah, so that part is really exciting. You know, I love seeing I love seeing guys go out and find satisfaction in the work that they're doing. Um, you know, I told you about Loyal Plumbing and our friends um, Mark and Kirsten and and Mark's line that he always said is that plumbing is the foundation of the civilized world, right? That that indoor plumbing was what literally just revolutionized the world, um, and that that there's so much, I mean, purpose in that work, right? Mm-hmm. That we are providing the ability for people in our community to have running water in their house, hot water in their house, to to have, you know, a septic or sewage system that works and that that prevents disease, that that prevents, um, that, that, that promotes health. Right. I mean, it's just on and on and on and on. Yeah. And it was really neat to go back and visit some of the graduates who are working back there for low plumbing. And I went on a service call with one of the guys and we got in and, and, uh, I said, you know, how are you loving your job? You know, what, what's it like? And, and are you enjoying it? And he goes, Oh, I love my job. He goes, you know, Plumbing is the foundation of the civilized world. <laughs> and he just gave me the whole spiel. The, the whole spiel. And I was like, you're right. You know, yeah. you are right. And you are contributing to that. Yeah. And you get to go home at night knowing that that person who woke up and had a really bad day because their drain clogged up mm-hmm. and, you know, that's no fun mm-hmm. that you went and solved that problem and you are making a positive difference. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, it sounds like uh, I know what Rockside Ranch is now. Oh, well, I'm really glad you do. <laughs> no, and and it's funny because, you know, even some of my best friends um, over the years have, have you know, asked me at some point, like, I kind of feel like I know what Rockside is all about, but yeah. I don't quite know what it's all about. And so, yeah, that's just an invitation. Um, to us, it's it's our lives. So it's like day in, day out. It makes perfect sense. But we realize that that's not always the case. And so, um, so by all means, if you have questions or if something doesn't make sense or you say, um, help me understand exactly how that works or how that fits in. Or if you know anybody yeah, who would benefit from coming to Rockside, I mean, literally almost all of us know a guy in their late teens or twenties who is having a hard time. Yeah. And, and almost every guy that comes to the ranch comes here because they've been, um, they've been, they were told about it by a friend or family member. And so those friends and family members are heroes in their own right because they connected the dots to somebody they cared about to get 
um, to a place where they could restore their lives. And that's awesome. So good. So, yeah. So write us an email if you've got a question. Um, you know, share this or, or any, any of the videos that are on our website with a guy that you might know who, who is living in crisis or just frustrated with, with their life and, and may benefit from coming to Rockside. Um, and then we love having visitors. Yeah, come visit. So if you are ever up in our, our neck of the woods, um, which is... Where is our neck of the woods? It's pretty much on the way to nowhere. <laughs> um, but uh, we're, we're up in far northern California. If you've ever heard of Mount Shasta, um, we're about an hour away from Mount Shasta, um, just south of the Oregon border. And um, it's a beautiful area, um, wonderful people up here. And um, yeah, come and swing by and, and visit the ranch, say hi. Awesome. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you have a question or, or a comment or, or anything at all that you would like to share, um, send us an email at podcast rocksideranch.org and um, thanks for joining us this week on a kind of a different episode but we hope you enjoyed it see you next time see ya <laughs>